Blog Talk Radio. Network. This is Brother Seth. I want to thank you for your time tonight, brother and sister. I mean it. Not a cliche. It's not just formality. I really appreciate your time. Some of you are very important people. Um, I mean, um, we have all kinds of people call this show, and I thank you for your time. Brothers and sisters, tonight, tonight, what are we talking about? Let me share uh, the myths, the myths of white supremacy are world's covert ruling religion one more time we're going to be talking about myths lies of white supremacy which are our world's covert ruling religion and I'll just go ahead and read the show description and get back into the habit of doing that but since I sent this actually I didn't send this out 
to anybody. This is one of those uh, incognito shows I have where I'm not doing no advertising for this show. I want to see the interest of white supremacy. I want to see where people are at. That's just kind of an experiment thing I'm doing. Uh, but anyway, I went on to say on Sunday night, Seth Turner goes into his upcoming book on white supremacy from angles very few have heard of, much less thought about. He explains how white supremacy is 100% a religion. That's the truth. Furthermore, he explained how this philosophy of white supremacy isn't solely practiced by so-called whites, but by anyone that listens long enough to believe it. Finally, Seth was speaking this episode about how until these lies of whites being superior in any way are corrected, Victims of these lies will oppress and confuse people when they speak or act on so-called race matters. One more time. Seth, which is myself, was speaking this episode about how, until the lies of whites being superior in any way are corrected, victims of these lies will oppress and confuse people when they speak or act on so-called race matters. These are just coming your way in this episode. Enjoy. And I went on to say, Awake Zion. And I put that on a lot of my uh, 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 promos, a lot of the shows I do out. You hear me say, Awake Zion. And I thought I would just take a quick little second, to, uh, quick little minute to um, explain what that means. Zion is a place and a people. Okay, Zion is Israel. Zion is also... Um, like I said, Zion is a people. Zion is also a place. And so, um, as you know, to, on this show, it's to the Jew first and then to the Gentiles. So we're very serious, brothers and sisters. So hopefully um, you all understand what I mean by that. Zion is, a, again, a place as well as a people. So that is what we mean when we say Zion. Okay, but tonight, uh, brothers and sisters, we're going to have some co-hosts going to be joining us also. I see uh, Brother Kenwin in the house, and I think I see Sister Eliana also. But, yeah, uh, Brother Kenwin, been, um, I don't think he missed one of the uh, shows. This is only like my third show talking about this book, but I don't think he missed a show. And so I just want to really lean on him also tonight, uh, lean on him uh, as, uh, as well tonight, talking about what he's gleaned so much from this whole angle I'm taking. I know it's a little different, like I say so often. I don't just say it to hype up the show. Uh, I talk about white supremacy in a way I guarantee you very seldom here. It's not that I'm so smart a thing. I just feel like the Father's going to reveal something to you that me may not reveal to others. Now, we're all we walk in the truth. We'll be walking the truth that it exists. But how the Father revealed things to you, it's really none of my business. It's going to be different, brothers and sisters, how he revealed it to you, how he revealed it to Brother Kenwin, how he revealed it to Sister Eliana, how he revealed it to my wife, uh, because we're different walks in our life. And this stronghold, if you will, this religion, these pack of lies I call white supremacy, is affecting us different ways. Nevertheless, it is an idol that stands high, high, high in America. It is a giant that stands high, high, high in America. And in my book, I have two phrases for it. It's unchallenged, meaning nobody want to deal with it. 
maybe behind the scene, quietly, but I mean on the on the, on the big front, nobody want to deal with it. You're not gonna hear deal with it in your churches. They're just not gonna deal with it. And it is unmatched in power. Folks, this is the most powerful lie, I think, one of the most powerful lies, not the most powerful lie for sure, but it's one of the most powerful lies Satan ever came up with. I refuse to give white people the glory of having created white supremacy. Woody Lynch is just a child. He didn't create it. Um, there's no way the people that formulated in the case of Europe could have come up with something this powerful when they was educated by the Moors themselves, and they once at one point worshipped so-called black people. Yes, that is true. Reach your history. So, again, that is what we're going to be doing tonight, brothers and sisters. Just a few things I'm going to I'm going to bring on to the Eliana Bajia and also Brother Kenwin, which I'm going to lean uh, a little heavy on tonight. As far as asking him, I shouldn't say that. I'm just going to be asking him how he, what he thinks about the whole presentation. And also, we'll let the little here, Sister Eliana on this. Folks, listen. Again, it's a, it's a giant. It's an idol. It is the number one threat to whites and blacks, so-called whites and blacks getting along. You see how I just said whites and blacks? I just gave the strength by saying the concept of white and black, which was is totally made up. If all of our forefathers was arrive, alive right now and heard me say that, they would be like, what do you mean? I said, oh, white, I'm sorry. White mean uh, those that's, that's white. Who was white people, they would say? Well, there's some people come from Europe and we call them white. Why do y'all call them white? Those are Africans. I said, well, they, yeah, but we really call them white. They all look at me like, I don't know what you're talking about. That is the truth, brothers and sisters. We've got to talk as though the planet hears us, as though all those dead people hear us. Truth, don't have to apologize to them. Truth is forever and ever. You can talk to any generation because if it's truth, it's going to stand. This concept of black and white is a lie. I don't know what we're going to call so-called black people, so-called white people, but we need to get away from even calling them white people. That is the truth, and it will give all of us, that's what I mean by my presentation in this book, all of us are feeding this fake, phony giant, this lie. We're giving it strength every single day when we say white and black. We're buying into it. And I'm going to show you tonight how the father, see, I believe African Americans is one of the lost tribes of Israel, those of you that are to the show for the first time. I believe in every fiber of my being. I know it. I know it better than I know my own last name. I'm not for sure what a Turner is or why they call me Turner. I'm not sure about all that Turner stuff, but I'm sure about the Hebrew. I'm sure about the Israelite, Israel. I'm more, I'm more sure that I'm Israelite than I am a black man because that's a made-up concept. So everybody that's not Jewish or Israelite, based upon the, the scriptures, because that's the only way we can tell, can't go by DNA. That's political. Who depends on who's, who has the microscope? Who owns the microscope? Moses, Moshe said certain things will be upon the Israelites. And we believe at this Fosmos Stone Network that that is exactly how you figure out who these folks are. My goodness, my goodness. So just want to say a little bit more, a few more things. Follow our shows, brothers and sisters. Please follow our shows. We don't ask for a lot. Um, 
Uh, if you're blessed, and some of you have just seen, sent me emails talking about how blessed you were, uh, don't be selfish. Share the wealth. Share your blessing. Folks, after you see something clearly and it sets you free and make you free, as the scriptures say, did you know you have a calling almost to share that? Why wouldn't you? If they really bless you, why wouldn't you share it? So share the links. When you have a when a, when a show has blessed you, uh, one of the co-hosts really bless you, share, copy and paste that link and send it to your friends, please. And follow our show from the Five Swoon Stone uh, uh, website. Again, if you don't know where that is, just simply Google Five Swoon Stone Blog Talk Radio. Okay, and that way you'll find our website. It'll be the first link to pop up. Click on it and just click on that follow button. Also, email us. Email me, the Creative Science Stone Network. Email me and I'll share with the co-host because we don't have a joint email. But email me at Seth, S-E-T-H, dot M as in Mary, dot Turner, at Gmail if you have any concerns or questions for myself or any of the co-hosts. All right? So, uh, I can't thank you again enough for your time, brothers and sisters. I uh, want at this point just go ahead and uh, make sure I covered everything, y'all. Just bear with me. I got to do a few things. We did talk about what five swoop songs meant last week, so we won't do that again. All right, I think we've got it all covered for a change. Um, I am going to play something uh, that a lot of people like, and uh, we'll just do that. Um, it's a comedy that our, our brothers and sisters really enjoyed on uh, the last show, but we'll do that a little later on. So let's do this. Bring on a little music. I know I like it. You know how I like it. How about Led Zeppelin? <laughs> on a Hebrew talk show, Led Zeppelin. How about that? <laughs> no, I really like this, and this is just an instrumental. So anyway... I'm going to go to the phone lines and go all the way to Texas and bring on our uh, co-host, Brother Kenwin Castleberry. Uh, Brother Kenwin, your line is wide open. Go ahead and say hello to the people, brother. Brother Kenwin, can you hear me? Go right ahead and say hello to the people. Okay, oh, Brother Kenwin. Maybe I was on mute. <laughs> shalom, shalom, everybody. Well, uh, can you hear me good? What? Yes, we can. Shalom, shalom, and welcome to the show again, brother. Appreciate you riding along with us. Um, so, Kenwin, uh, uh, um, go ahead and let everybody know how to get a hold of you because we get busy and we don't always get a chance to do that towards the end of the show. So, I'd like to get the beginning quickly. All right. I'm a truck driver. I'm, uh, you mostly can get a, a hold of me through Facebook. Um, uh, but you also can reach me by my email, uh, castlebarrykenwin at gmail.com. Um, that's another, uh, good method and, and, uh, reaching me. Uh-huh. And, okay. uh, yeah, I'm, uh, happy to be here on the show, man. All right. And then going back to the phone lines, we'll go to the state of California and bring on in Mercy, California, the one and only Sister Eliana Batya. Sister Eliana, uh, your line is wide open. Go ahead and say hello to the people. Hello. Good evening, everybody. This is Eliana Batya. And I am here in Merced, California. Best way to get a hold of me is on my Facebook, 
Eliana Badia, or my ministry page, Beth Stallone Messiah. You can also get a hold of me through hashtag up from civil rights. That's my group. And you can email me at Beth Stallone, JG at gmail.com. Well, Sister Eliana, thank you for thank you for joining us tonight. I know you're very busy. Later, I don't know if you're going to be able to stay with us all the way tonight or um, the whole two hours. Um, I'll stay as long as I can. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, and again, y'all, this is the co-host. These these two individuals are normally on our Monday show as well as our Thursday show. Well, Brother King would actually be riding ride with. On Sundays, but to see Eliana, count the privilege for you to be on tonight because I know that your schedule is very hectic. Well, brothers and sisters, I want to get into this book, and again, I'm talking about white supremacy. I'm writing a book, and really, what this show is, it's more like therapy. It's 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 procrastination. The, the procrastination is trying to, uh, of course, derail again because this book has been in the making for many. A long time. And let me just slow it down a little bit and just share this quickly. I don't even think the co-hosts know this. But brothers and sisters, co-hosts, did y'all know this? Actually, I, I'm supposed to write a book about Israelites. And I'm embarrassed to tell you how long it's been on hold. But I figure the reason why a lot of our brothers and sisters will not be able to accept that we still have millions of people that is not GOATs, they're not troublemakers. They're not. Um, they're not difficult people. They just haven't ran into the right presentation. If they type in Hebrew Israelite, which they've heard at least once or twice, they get the wrong representation of what the Father is doing with us as a people, where it relates to us being Israel. So they just turn turn off them people. They don't want to hear it. I was at a conference the other day, a family reunion, and. One of the ladies, she heard me talking, and she said, you're Hebrew Israelite? And she's a, a graduate, a recent graduate. And, she, and then right when she said that, her mother just kind of over-talked her and said, they're so full of hate. She can get past that. So I believe the Father is using where I'm at, the ministry he's given me, is to share that revelation and I've had people to say to me, Cecile Alana and Brother Kenwin, why is that important? Because it's all flesh. And, of course, the spiritual do is most important uh, to our people. Our people, meaning so-called African-Americans, some, some African-Americans have told me, most important thing is that they know Jesus, that they know his saving grace and da 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 I let them know that they're right, that this light is more important than what, what I'm talking about right now. This is so why do you talk about it? I say I share it because you're not going to understand why we're in this situation in the first place. You're not going to understand the Bible. You're going to look at God a little weird because really and truly, if we be honest, it looks like he's picking on us. The scriptures are not going to make sense where it relates to end-time prophecy because you you and other churches, those of you listening uh, that have that question, that concern, you're going to insert the wrong people into prophecy. That's major. Book of Revelations, 
Daniel, none of that's going to make sense until you understand who the people are. Another thing, the reason why it's important to those of you that say, well, all you do is teach Jesus and his love and, and leave all that black stuff alone. The reason we should teach all Scripture, especially this revelation, is because it will help us understand our people. Because if you don't know that we're Israelites and you see the way our people are acting, you will, as the black psychologists call it, become a victim of something called self-hate, which is what this book is about tonight. One of the many, many topics, analyzing the self-hate. You can't help but the self-hate because it looks like we're just in the way. If you're some of another ethnic group listening tonight, and then I'm going to jump and get my co-host in here, let them know what they have to say just of what, what I'm saying right now even. But brothers and sisters, if you're saying, well, Brother Seth, just leave it, Jesus and his blood. Listen, if you are so-called African-American or even any ethnic group, and you see this people called African-American the way they're behaving, you will think there's something wrong with them. And unless, until you know what it is, it's like Miles Monroe said. If you don't know the purpose of anything, sooner or later you're going to abuse it. If you don't know what an ironing board is or iron, you're allowed to burn yourself. If you don't know who African Americans are and you see them behaving, you might abuse them and say they just, oh, white, so-called white brothers and sisters. If you see African Americans misbehaving and you just think when they go to serve us, they serve us well. And when they go try to serve each other, they can't do nothing. These niggas can't do nothing. Maybe you don't use the word nigger. Maybe you just say these good people can't do nothing. So maybe they're supposed to serve us. This birth white supremacy right there. If we serve whites well, and they prosper, and we can't seem to help each other, can't seem to have a bank. Other foreigners come over here under semi, well, probably not as slaves, but they come over here and they just make it look so easy. Then whites, and whites, a lot of whites are, are not devils. They're looking at us. All these hundreds of years we've been in this country, you got five banks across the country or whatever we got. I'm sure it's more than that. But I'm saying then, so there becomes this, the good whites may not, may not hate us. They'll just feel like we're supposed to serve them. Then they get this, what they call it's another form of racism. It's called paternalism. Well, I'll take care of them. But most of them slaves, they don't whip my slaves that hard. They, they'll begin to love us in a weird way, but but they feel sorry for us and they've got to protect us. That's, that's another form of racism. It's called paternal racism. I covered that in this book. So you birth that by not knowing we Israelites. And with black people, and I'm coming to your co-host, with black people, you will begin to not want to be with them. You want to go live somewhere else. You want to date somebody else. You want to date outside your race. Nothing wrong with international, inter interracial love. Don't call it interracial because I don't believe race based on color in the first place. But you begin to not want to be and deal with these people. It's called by the black psychologist self-hate. They coined that phrase. So should we know who the Israelites are? Of course we should. 
Now that brings me to the book. If you don't know it, and you see all the glory these folks call white people, you're bound to be a white supremacist. And you're bound to worship them. That's what God showed me. That's why I write this book. That's why I do this show. And this show will continue on this topic until this book is written. If I procrastinate five years, it'll be five years we're talking about this show. Folks, we, a lot of us are in trouble. Israelites, God is calling us to a pure form of worship. We can't take this into the throne room. We have to worship him and him alone. I was talking to my wife, and, and I was saying sometime back, you know, I think the question came up by her or somebody was asking, how do you break out of white supremacy? Because I believe we're all owned by white people. I don't think it's no different than it was in slavery than it is today. But I said, how can you say that we got out this, we got that, we got out? We just left the plantation, but we still have – we said, yeah, but we're free and we got black power and all that. Look real close. Really study it. Now, there are exceptions to the rules. Some of us are waking up. I think some of my co-hosts or some of those people that are waking up and they're seeing the glory of the motherland. But unless you are really seeing the glory of the motherland every day, you know it about black accomplishment, so-called black accomplishment. Yesterday, you know all of the glories, or a lot of the glories of Africa, and you know what's going on today, all of the glories, and you know even about this prosperous future. Unless you see black people the way the father see them, see them, who, how do you see them? If you don't see them the way the Father sees them, how do you see them? Where did you get that from? Who was your teacher? Go ahead and say it, white people. That's why I say if you're not in the kingdom of God, operating under his principles, the most dominating thing taught is white supremacy. There are exceptions to the rule. If you're born in Africa and that's all you see is black accomplishments, but once you turn on that TV, that social media, any type of meeting you saw here in the West, they have a way of erasing your beauty and programming you with their beauty. Brothers and sisters, that's what we're dealing with. That's what we're dealing with. That's what we're dealing with. Brother Cumin, please. Uh, yeah, yeah. You hit on some heavy, heavy, heavy points, man. That paternal racism still threw me for a loop right there because uh, I can say I have kind of witnessed something like that. Um, Carrie, <laughs> you know, something like that. It's, yeah, that threw me for a loop right there. I had to, um, you know, meditate on that one for a minute. Um, but, yes, yes, brother, you are definitely hitting on some key points. I imagine all of us got probably a little something like that in us that we're dealing with. Even us in the conscious community, it's hard to shake. Uh, you got to know what you're looking for. We definitely got to, you know, peel away from that, man, and and uh, recognize who we are. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and it's the healing process. I think that book you're working on, brother, is uh, some of the medicine that we could use, man, and help healing us. Yeah, yeah, and I and I'll say this, and then we'll go to see Eliana. You know, I try not to burden people. I really, really am trying my best to get along with folks. And uh, I don't want to burden my wife even. I know she only can handle so much. Guess what, brothers and sisters? I put the book down. That's why I say procrastination. It is something to see. White supremacy, the way I see it, all at one time wrote down. It is troubling. 
Well, why are you right, brother? Because we're operating in it. It's it's like this, brothers and sisters, and I'm going to go to Sister Eliana. If you want to understand me, a brother Seth, and I'm not the only one, Sister Dr. Francis, Francis Quest Wells, and a lot of other people see it, I think like I see it. This is how I see it. It's almost like we're all wearing glasses. And folks say, no, I'm woke. I, I see, I see, I see. And you have a bunch of they hate whites. If you hate whites, if you hate white people, I guarantee you're a victim of white supremacy. Guaranteed. Because if you saw what I saw, what I see, I feel sorry for white people, so-called whites. I feel so sorry. I had a white a, a co-worker tell me something, and these are the kinds of reasons why I feel sorry. She said, I wish, this was a woman that really liked me and opened up to me. If you're privileged to have that, I'm sure some of you have. She said, I, I sorely wish I was black at times. I said, why is that? She said, because I'm Irish. And she said, that's all I know about Irish is, she just mentioned a few funny things. She said, that's it. She said, but black people have a cause, and they have a purpose, and they, they can work towards something. You, you guys have a, lo- a long way to go, but there's a camaraderie. There's a, a pride. I was blown away. Our pain is appealing to her to want to be. Had another white lady say, I would give my right arm to be a Hebrew Israelite. White lady. I've had so many comments like that over the years, and then the father used two things to just floor me, Sister Ellen, and we're coming to you. Her line dropping, she's back. I had a, goodness, Lord have mercy. Just write this down so I won't forget it. The father showed me something I'll never forget, and nobody can argue this. I know this was the most high. Think about it. You're powerful. You can run a CIA. You can tap anybody's line. You can go to the Vatican and see what the heck really happened. You can tap into archaeologists and hear secrets that they're sharing about the world. You can go to revivals where people say they was healed and listen to people that supposedly was healed by this great miracle to see if they say, ha, 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 we got them fooled tonight, didn't we? They really think this, this, this was of God. Or you can hear them say, I just don't know what happened. When he prayed for me, I tell you, I can feel the power of God. If you got that kind of power, you know who we are. And you also know that this world is not 10% white. It's less. And you know what the other worlds before this were. You know the glory of those dark-skinned people. You know what melanin is. You know to not have it means you basically could die. You know what the third eye is. You laugh at the Egyptian, all those black folk fumbling around with these truths because you know. The Father showed me something. There is a pain in thinking you're superior, finding out that y'all so-called black people will never, ever know. I feel sorry. I feel sorry for those that classify themselves as white. Now, I'm not Uncle Tom. I feel sorry for the judgment coming 
I don't want to see people suffer. Oh, we those crackers gonna get it. No, brother, I don't wanna see nobody go through what we go through, even if they did us wrong. I don't wanna see it. I don't like pain on anybody. But they a lot of them is going to pay. What is more okay, let's go to Cecilia. The other thing I'm gonna say is this before we go to Cecilia. I'm trying, Cecilia, I'm trying. Isaiah Thomas. Not the basketball player, but a prophet in the city of Fort Worth said something to me one day. And then I'm going to Sissy Elliott. Sissy Elliott, I'll tell you what I do. I give you five minutes uninterrupted just out of respect because I'm trying to be a fair moderator these days. So you can go uninterrupted. Isaiah Thomas said to me, bless his heart. He said, Brother Seth, he was talking about racism. He said, you know, they're not mad at us. I said, what do you mean? He said, white folks ain't mad at us. Those in power. Not the ones you know across the street. He said, they're bad at God. I said, how you figure? And he was with another prophetess. And she said, oh, yeah, he's right. I said, y'all off. She said, black. She said, she said, black people. She said, black people. She said, what did she say? The main thing, I, 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 my brain is, because I'm trying to rush this to Eliana, to be honest. But the main, I'll think of it later, and I'll talk about it later. But the main thing that, that I want to share with he said was, they are mad at God. Travel all over the world, and you see everybody don't look like you. That's enough to piss you off. Sister Eliana Batia, all the way in Mercy, California. Go ahead. I'd like to know your comments on anything you've heard. Yeah, so I, I would like to say that, um, first of all, the way things are in America is by design in terms of how people think of the nation that has the seat of power for oppression today. If you, it's all in the subtle advertisement, the airways, the the way commentary is written, which leads to the thought processes that we see today, and the way people react or focus their attention on what they think is more important. But more importantly than that, I live in the Central Valley, and it's a lot of Hispanics that have come up from Mexico. And slowly but surely, they're being indoctrinated in the same mindset because it's in the the airwaves around the valley. Like, for example, they play all the old westerns out here. So on the normal channels, you're getting Big Valley, you're getting uh, the Cartwrights, you're getting all these old westerns. Out here, and so these Hispanics, they feel like that they're acculturating. They're falling in line by by mental design to begin to worship these folks, and they think, you know, like they're they're discovering stuff that we had to know about them. Um, things like. They eat raw. They eat raw meat. You know, the, the 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 that class of people. They eat bloody meat, and so you know, they're starting to experiment. These Hispanics are starting to experiment eating raw meat like them because they want to fit in, or they're starting to try to sound like them, emulate, imitate, and they feel that because of their complexion, that they are closer to this nation, and so therefore they are accepted. But what I know and what I've heard is that 
they are hired more than than anybody else because the people that own businesses, the ranchers, store owners, they want to attract, they want to be able to sell to that bilingual market, pay them a lesser wage. Now, they think they're privileged because they're in the workforce, but they're not being paid fairly. But they're just so happy to be here. And so I see a, a subtle brainwashing over this, this group of people. The more they feel like they're acculturating, the more they feel like they're um, rising to the same level, but they're still not accepted. And they're flooding California. Now, to be honest, California belongs to Mexico in first place. I just kind of feel like history is just correcting a wrong that was done to them. They're coming back into their uh, ancestral lands anyway. But the the subtle over the airwaves indoctrination, the music they play out here, it's all if you you're talking about spiritual music, it's all Christian rock and roll. So they're getting rock and roll. They're getting a certain flavor. They're getting a certain watered down version of the kingdom of the most high but they're eating it up because they feel that these people have the power they don't even understand scripture you know i was on a reservation just last week and they you know didn't even know what juneteenth was a lot of the spanish they don't know what juneteenth is you know they're having to be educated about what is what happened with us they don't even believe that we were field workers they believe that they've always been the field workers. And so, you know, it's like they're getting a, a, like an education that, you know, whatever they're doing, we've gone before. It's just, it's, but this pattern, and then America is taking this when they go and they talk about democracy, they're taking this same brainwash system to third world countries as they're bringing them in as democratic nations. They're they're suddenly brainwashing them so that they come, you know, they all arrive at the same conclusion. They are dwindling, but they're being worshipped. They're being emulated. They're being imitated. And the Most High clearly told us, hate not the oppressor, choose none of his ways. We have a different path. We walk a different path. We have a different destiny. We have a different way we're going. We have a different mindset. And we have a responsibility to begin to train up our young people from the smallest, begin to teach them their heritage, their history, their greatness, and their self-worth, their values, to anchor them. That's our responsibility. While the world is being sucked into the demonic pipeline and the tube, we as Hebrews need to rise above and begin to teach our children and teach those who want to be taught, because many will come out as well who want to know. It's you know it is our responsibility to also teach and train them the proper way. They must go. Amen. Amen. And amen. Very well put. Very well put. Mm-hmm. Yes, Folks, sir. this is not the um, I. Um, Listen to uh, Sister Aliana. Um, I'm hoping that this work is. Let me just say this, as far as our young people, 
And again, folks, you listen to Five Swiss on Network. I'm Brother Seth. We have the one and only Brother Kenwin Casper all, all the way in Tyler, Texas, uh, on the show tonight as co-host as well as Sister Eliana Badia from Mercy, California. I'm Brother Seth somewhere in Texas here. Listen, we're talking about the upcoming book. Uh, uh, hopefully, one day you, you, hopefully you guys will be able to get a copy of it. Uh, it's called The Myths, Myths of White Supremacy, and um, Are Our World's Covert Ruling Religion? One more time, The Myths of Lies of White Supremacy, Are Our World's Covert Ruling Religion? Let's break that down. Myths of White Supremacy, Lies of White Supremacy. Are these lies are our world's covert ruling religion? Nobody's going to come out and say it's a religion, so we have to say the word covert. But folks, it's real. I honestly, and I know it's going to sound a little bit. A lot of people might not like this, but I'm just. This is where I'm at, and maybe I'll grow to another another area. But right now, I'm looking. I'm assessing. I have the opportunity, y'all. This is. All, I've talked about this over the years. I, I have had conversations with. I have some conversations. I cannot tell y'all. Things go deep. This thing go into the psyche. This things go into the body language. This thing's go. It's even sexual. It's everything that make up a human being. So-called whites have come and have redefined and rewired humans. Rewired. Humans. Well, brother said that's a bit much. Now say that we. <laughs> okay, what area of life is not saturated by white supremacy? As many of you know, over the years I've done a show called Expo Thirty: Areas of Life where I feel we are just swimming in white supremacy, and it's pretty much any area where we're breathing. The best, the fastest way to understand Expo 30 is to ask yourself this question. Is people breathing in a particular area? Any time you see dialogue between two people, it don't, they don't have to be white and black. They can be black and black. Just listen to the dialogue. I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this, but I have an aunt that's doing very well. I know at one point she was a millionaire. I don't know if she still has status or not. So hopefully I don't get her in trouble. But I've been around her, her friends. They are the movers and shakers in Dallas. <laughs> Go try to have friends like that. You can hear white supremacy oozing out of them. Ben Carson just said slavery didn't exist. Isn't he not the most decorated physician in America, possibly in America's history? One of them? This has nothing to do with whether or not you are successful as far as in the eyes of society. This is a system. This is a religion. So what the Father showed me, I was a white supremacist. That's how it started, brothers and sisters. He showed me I was. Let's talk about who this I was. I was a minister of the gospel when this happened. I was laying hands on sick people, and I would be lying through my teeth if I didn't say that a lot of them recovered instantly. I was casting out devils. There's friends of mine, if I said, no, I really wouldn't cast, they'd be saying, Seth, you're mine. We was there. 
I was being used by some gifts of the Spirit, not all of them. I was very familiar with the Scriptures. I was teaching the Scriptures. The Father showed me a black man. I was a victim of white supremacy, and that started my journey. I'm like, okay, Father, explain. He began to just show me what I'm sharing with you tonight. This tonight, this is old. It's a very old thing that he shared with me. How can you not be a product, an invention of white people when that's all you ever hear? Whatever they want you to be is what you are because it's all you ever hear. Now, if you hear the Holy Spirit, God, my God, that Ruach HaKadosh, now, it ain't, it ain't a part of this system. This is why I say a lot of the cults, not trying to gas them up, but they may be a little different. A lot of black people are breaking out. A lot of white people are breaking out. But we don't stay broke out is what I'm saying a lot of us. We go in and out of this white supremacy. One minute we're in the kingdom, we're speaking kingdom principles. Next minute we're saying some stupid, crazy stuff like my mother used to say, shape that baby nose. Shape the baby nose? Do white people say that? Not that there's a standard. No, it's certain things black people would do to their bodies. Listen, skin whitener in South America is billion-dollar industry. Ready for this? It's a billion-dollar industry in Africa. Africans, where do you think they got the mindset to do that? It's a big, folks, we're not talking about millions, billions. Let me share with you all really quick. Then we're going to go to the phone lines. And, and again, if you're on the phone lines, uh, you have a question for our guests or myself, press 1, please. If you're, you're listening to this show and you clicked on a link, you didn't call the phone number, let me give you the phone number so you can call us. I'm not going to beg you tonight. Call us, 914-205-5590. One more time, 914-205-5590. But says, so why didn't you write the book, How We're Israelites? You got that long time ago. Why didn't you write that book? Because I realized something. It don't matter what you tell black people that the Father is saying. If they're wearing the eyeglasses and seeing through the lens of white people, they will not hear you. It doesn't matter what you say until white people say it. They may kind of entertain and say, yeah, I think I'm Israelite. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of these young guys, you know, Brother King, when you talk about, you know, us, I know a lot of young people. I don't think they really believe. They really believe. Because it's not a joke to be this people. There's a mandate upon our life to bring the world to the Father, to present the world a pure form of worship. I don't think they're Israelites. I don't think they just say the Israelites are truly what they say. I don't believe that. So I'm writing this book on white supremacy, hoping, and I never underestimate what the Father will do through me. He has done some scary things and put me in front of people 
I mean, I'm like, why am I on this stage with Ben and me? I mean, why, I mean I've, I've been in places and talked to certain R&B singers and all types of and I'm like, why, why, how did this happen? It's just the father. It ain't me. I'm not that intelligent. I was talking to my wife the other day. I feel like my grandma, and, 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 and it's like that of a eighth grade. I'm not that sharp. I said I'm not that sharp. So I'm writing this book, and this is the concept I have in the book called Breaking the Cord. Breaking the Cord. Breaking the Cord, the father showed me, and I know it was the father. It's like a cord going from our brains up into the sky, up into, not the sky, but up, up to white supremacy, this system. So just imagine everybody's walking around, got this thick three-inch cord connected to their brains. They can't hear nothing you saying unless it's white folks. Some of our people have broken away just enough to kind of listen a little bit. But they still, you know, like how many times have y'all tried to share with your brothers and sisters, even your own, uh, uh, I mean, so-called black people, and they say, do you hate? You got to fight off the, you got to fight off being a Muslim. Are you a Muslim? He hate white people. You can, be, you, can be, you can be as loving as you want to. I've said it calm, I've said it quiet, I'm militant, just because I want to believe that the people in the Bible are black. I believe they're white all them years, nobody challenged me. We say, well, it's because, no, no, don't play with it. It's white supremacy. My mother, for a long time, used to think I hated white people. And then one day she listened to me and she said, boy, I think God's trying to use you. But mama, why did it take 10 years for you to hear me? How do you hear me right away? Y'all know me. My brothers and sisters, this is a lonely road. They're under the spell. It's a spell, believe me. So you can write a book all you want about Hebrew Israelites, Hebrew Israelites. Until they break this cord of white supremacy, they will not hear you. That's why I try to tell people, some people say, well, let's move on, you know, I ain't got time with them. I hear you. LSU and I, who I love and dearly respect, listen. But if you listen, join us on the show. We let bygones be bygones, and I'm gonna call him. That's a brother I love and respect, it and highly recommend hearing him. So I ain't no hatred there. But he and I, and his brothers, brother Terry in, in, in Cincinnati, these brothers are like, look, man, we've not called this generation over fifty. They ain't trying to hear us, and they want to move on. And I'm like, okay, that's true. But I talk to people over fifty, and they really want to know. So I feel them. They see, It's almost like, yeah, Seth, leave these old deadheads alone, but these old heads are the body of Christ. I love them. My mother began to see the life before she died. What if I gave up on her? I don't take more people. I don't take more people to Israel than anybody I know of outside of TV and the Daystar. I've taken them. My stepfather has been told my Jesus was black ever since I've been knowing him. I took him to Israel. And he looked like he was in a trance, looking at all the Israelites in Demona. He wouldn't even talk to them. Folks, listen to me. 50 and over, a lot of us have been brainwashed. That's just Eliana was saying. She didn't use those exact words, but y'all heard her. These people have been raised saying white folks all their life. It's our entertainment with everyday big values, rawhide, all this stuff. And it's just, this is my stepfather. This is what they, the number one thing a lot of them say. 
This is it right here, why they won't believe. How come they don't say this on Daystar, TBN? Why y'all black people seem angry, the only one saying this? Elishua and I, he could not accept we was Israel. He was on the phone. He tells us all the time. So I'm not talking about his back. I kept telling with the Israelites. It took Elishua like six years. He kept saying with his, he said his beef was if we the Israelites, who are the people in that land? I kept trying to tell, but I just believe if TBN say it, they start, it's over. Everybody's going to wake up, and then, Brother Ken, with what you said, I happen. We'll get that new mind, and blah, blah, we'll be able to move on. But I, that's why this book is mandatory. We got to break this cord. We got to break this cord of trust. It's, the, it's called trust. We trust this white man far too much. But before I get too deep into it, I want to go to my co-host. And, again, phone lines, those are the phone lines, press 1. If you're in the chat room, the chat room is open. You can go ahead and ask questions there. So let's go to Sister uh, Eliana first this time, and then we'll go to Brother Ken with second. But Sister Eliana, I've said a lot, and that's what I do on this particular show. I just go, 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 and then because I was going to do the show like one-on-one with Seth, but I like it when people are engaging me and even sometimes disagreeing with me. I don't care. But I just want to be able to flow, and then I want you all to just come in questions or concerns or whatever. Please, please let us know. Sister Alana. Yeah, well. Just go ahead. <coughs> I think you had a mute. Yeah, Brother Seth. Sister Alana, go ahead and comment. Hold on, I'm trying to get Sister Alana. Oh, go ahead, Brother Kim. She may have stepped away. I know she's okay. super busy. Uh, well, well, let it flow, Seth, because uh, you're hitting on that subject that's like a gray area, man. Uh, we, uh, it's like uh, we it's like we got our own little definition of what white supremacy is, and it's like you just shattered that joker. It is literally everywhere. Um, you mentioned it before, even the conscious community, it, it may be even suffer from it, unawares. Um, it's just like it was force-fed to us uh, as, uh, as a child. And uh, it's just the little bitty things that just add up, man. And, yeah, I, I can dig it. I can dig exactly what you're saying, man. And, uh, yeah, we definitely see it in the older generation, man. But, yeah, I do know that they are aware of this movement that's taking place. It's a, this great awakening. It's like we can really feel that we're in these last days. So these types of subjects is, uh, man, it, it's healthy. It's uh, it's it's good for the mind and spirit to uh, uh, identify uh, white supremacy. If we ever want to try to defeat it, of course we, you know, it's going to be defeated. But uh, it is something that we can literally, you know, what I'm saying, learn from and uh, uh, you know, uh, recognize. You know, go ahead, Sal. Yeah, well, Sister Ellie, I don't know if she's back or not. Whenever you're back, Sister, just chime in. Just start talking, and I'll, and I'll hold off. But let me just say this. Brother Kenwin, and I was going to say, Sister Eliana is a female. When I do this show, I'm not going to allow females to do this, to be on the show. Why, why Brother Seth? I'm going to talk about sex. And the way I'm going to talk about sex, first, first thing people are going to say is, how you know that? 
Well, how I know is I have struggled for many years with pornography. And since I'm on the devil's ter- territory anyway, doing things I ain't got no business, especially as a man of God, I figure, well, devil, you got me. And Sister Eliana, I see you back. Her line dropped. She's having a hard time with her line. Well, your line is open. But Sister Eliana, I was just saying to Brother Kenwin, I'm going to do a show, and when I do this show, I'm not going to allow women to be on the show. And the reason why I'm not going to allow women to be on the show is I don't want to disrespect them or them feel uncomfortable or them. Now, I know a lot of women can handle it, but whether they can handle it or not, I just don't think it's cool to be going. I'm going to go in a way, I guarantee you, y'all going to, y'all going to be shocked. See, I've learned something. When something is true, <laughs> you can prove I it more than one way. Ahead. And I promise you, Bro, y'all are going to be like, oh, my God, I'm going to open up a world that includes millions of people, and you're going to be like, I did not know this even existed. We are sick. Believe it. Of course, not all, but what are we going to do? Well, not all. No, I'm concerned about If it's millions of people, I'm concerned. So what I'm going to talk about when the show, again, Sister Eliana and other sisters, my wife, I want nobody to listen to the show is over with. And I'm going to give you proof, hard proof. I was just telling Brother King when Sister Eliana before, you know, many I've, I've been both vocal about it. I tell people I struggle with pornography all my life. It's just, just like one of those things that's just, just hard to shake, you know, and I'm not proud about it. And it's a disease. It is horrible, and it it, it hinders marriages. It wrecks marriages. It 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 it, 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 it hinders self esteem. It does. Pornography is just like any other sin. It's destructive. But while I was on yeah. Satan's uh-huh. turf, while I was on Satan's turf, while I was being used in in, in, in places I shouldn't be on the net and, and learning things, I found something. That oh my God I I could not could not could not could not shake it and I will be talking about it because millions of people engage in it and it's not what you're thinking I guarantee you I guarantee you whatever you're thinking it is not that folks it's the saints it's not just the world. It's the same. I believe that we cannot, our people cannot accept the truth. Uh, oh, two things I forgot to say. They say, psychologists say, be careful with worldly psychologists. They can be wrong, but I believe them on this. There's two things that never lie on this earth as far as human behavior. The body language, it don't lie. You can sometimes you know, smile when you really don't mean it. But when you're not thinking nobody's around, your body language is telling the truth of what's going on inside of you. Body language don't lie. Guess what the other one is? Sexual fantasy. (laughs) That's all I can say on that. So I'll go into that in a special episode in the future, and I guarantee you, if you had any doubt on what I'm saying, you would say, oh, my God. Probably will cry. I know I did. You'll cry. Oh, this will bring tears to your eyes. We are not whole. 
So that's enough of that. Switching gears back to what I was saying this chord. And Brother Elishua, Brother Terry and others, very smart people, smarter than I am, some of them, uh, wanna move on. And they saying, Hey, they ain't now listen, let's just move on. Folks, this is how I broke the cord with my wife. I'm sure she don't mind me sharing this. Because people looking at you like, how are you going to go up against Pat Robinson? He ain't saying what you're saying. How are you going to go up against Kenneth Hagin? He ain't saying what you're saying. How are you going to go up against Billy Graham? What? That's where my stepfather was stuck at. All these powerful men of God that done shook up the world and got all these heroes. Are you, are you saying something they ain't saying? Yeah, yes, I am. So you think we the Israelites? Yes, sir. Oh, God. Y'all have no idea who I done bounces off of. I done talked to priests. I done been in Israel. I done talked to a rabbi. I done, I done, you, you want me to name the who's who list? This is what I found out. The reason they cannot believe. When they type in Hebrew, it's like they go to do their own research. YouTube got it blanketed with fools. Oh, I shouldn't say fools, but babies, children. They don't have prophet crowd on it in the 1800s saying we the Israelites. They don't have Bishop Mason, the founder of the Church of God in Christ, his earlier message saying we the Israelites. They don't have people all throughout Africa and India and China all over, the, all over the globe saying black people are the people of the Bible. Halle Selassie coming to the United States and saying that. They trivialize the Rastafarians, a whole nation that's saying it. They just put people on there that don't know what they're talking about, having white folks kiss their boots and acting a fool. They're up in a uh, higher uh, 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 Manhattan, I mean, uh, um, Harlem area. They just had those guys on there. So people, it puts a bit, YouTube know what they're doing. So you got to break that cord of trust. Well, let's just move on, man. I ain't got time. You know, this brother, I know one brother, and I ain't going to mention his name on this one. He don't even want to come on the show no more because I won't, I won't stop saying Jesus. He want to move on. His name is Yahweh Shah. His name is Yeshua. You still have playing all these Christian music talking about Jesus, and he just want to move on, move on, move on. Well, brother, go on, move on. That's probably why you got about 10 members. I'm not belittling his membership, but what I'm saying is if you just want to move on, move on. Who are you moving on with? It's going to be nothing but young people because older people is just not there because of the presentation. So this book is to address the cord, the white supremacy. And I found out how you break it. You've got to talk about, I had a friend of mine, thank God bless her soul. I want to mention her name because I'm married now. But in a previous relationship, she challenged everything I knew. She broke my cord. She was using the most how to break my cord. She said, oh, I took her to see Kenneth Hagen. I said, Kenneth Copeland. I said, don't you think she, he's all that? And, and I put him in the front row. It's hard to get on that front row in those believers' conventions with 20,000 people. I got on the front row. And she came and told me Kenneth Copeland said nothing her pastor said. And I'm like, you have lost your mind. Kenneth Copeland way more advanced than you. She basically said she started the ball rolling. She started challenging my belief system. Me going to ORU up there to see Gary. 
uh, actually, she was before ORU. She started challenging my beliefs on the Hagans because I was taught very well by, by a lot of white males. And so she began to say a lot of things without taking a lot of time because I want to get these calls in. Even though I'm doing this show, I still want them jumping here once in a while. So I'm trying to talk no more than about five or no more than ten minutes and then get them in. So she challenged the cord. She didn't call it that, but she challenged my trust in white folks. And she did something crazy, Sister Eliana and Brother Kenwin. She let me hear a man by the name of Louis Farrakhan, and it was over. I said to her, listen, I don't understand why you listen to this man that's full of hate. You're a believer. He ain't even saved. And she listened, and I, I caused her to stumble a little bit. And the next day she told me something that revolutionized my mind. She tampered with my cord. She said, this man, Farrakhan, got to have bodyguards. I said, right there, stop. Why do you got bodyguards with pistols in churches? She said, well, you assume these got pistols. They didn't say they had pistols. They're bodyguards. You know what have to have bodyguards, Seth? I say, why? Kill him. And they, they don't have no weapons. I say, why do you want to kill him? Because he's trying to liberate our people. Now, you're telling me not to listen to him, but I have this degree, and all I've been taught was by white people, and, they, and I'm so well taught that I make $70,000. She made $70,000, folks, in like 1990. She's a millionaire today. And she said, why? Why shouldn't I listen to a man that's talking about, uh, talking about in such a way our liberation, he scares white people into death threats? And that broke it. That broke it. I started listening to Farrakhan. I listened to Farrakhan. I kept saying, my God, I like the way he talks. He's just a Muslim. Then I started listening to the Hairs. Then I started listening to to, to Ivan Van Sturdeman. Then Doctor Ben, and just the the floodgate opened up, and I was like, "Oh my God!" I started listening by three hundred other people, and I was like, "I didn't even know these people exist." Then my cord was severed. Sister Eliana, Brother Kenwin, uh, Sister Eliana, any comments on what I've just said before I move further? Wow, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> but I'll tell you, knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. You know, I was in college when I started realizing that I think I was doing a research project, and I was in uh, I was in the library, and I began to suddenly understand that the tone, the well, the voice the voice, the hidden voice that was speaking through all accepted literature, everything in our world, in America, in our in our whole country, it had one voice. It was it was written by one voice. It was almost as if one person or two, one female voice and one male voice was suddenly behind the scenes narrating all of the commentary, all of what we thought was believed through political, religious, you know, social, economic. 
And it was that voice of the oppressor, the way they see things. That's why when, when, like, for example, Donald Trump, all of the things that they're bringing charges against him, the testimonies, even of his own children, why is it that they just can't take that man and put him in jail? But they have to analyze it and pick it apart and study it. Why is it that every serial killer who is, most of them are, are not African, most of them are from the white race. Why is it so fascinating? They have to study it. And But if a black person has a rapper, you know, a Twinkie rapper, he can be shot and killed. And it's like they've done the world a service. No one analyzes. No one wants to get into the psyche and to understand. It's a voice. And so when I recognize that there was a voice that is speaking in all of written literature, text, you know, the music that they call acceptable, um, every area of life, I realized that that was the seed of why people see the world they do. Even if they disagree, they will even agree with this voice that's speaking. Well, you know what it really is? It's Satan. Behind the scenes, we have a demonic fallen entity that has children. The serpent has a seed on the earth. And the seed of the serpent is moving within and without outward appearance of people where they place themselves within the human community. Because the seed of the serpent they mirror all of mankind. That's why you see people who you think are black acting a certain way that we say is out of character. Or you see Asians acting a certain way or Hispanics acting a certain way or whites acting a certain way. Because the seed of the serpent, he has grafted his seed among all the, all of mankind so that his children resemble every nationality, every race, and he can activate his children to move in and out and among the seed of man undetected, influencing change into the direction that he wants it to be. And that's what's really going on. And the Hebrews, we have a God. And our God is beginning to activate his Hebrew children. Again, now, very much the deception of, of, of the serpent is to mimic and imitate the Most High. Because the Most High's chosen also have been grafted in from every tongue, tribe, and nation. Started with the family. But no longer is just one specific bloodline, but many have been grafted in from every tribe, every tongue, and every nation. Something that John said uh, on a Monday night two weeks ago, he, when uh, there was a brother talking and saying, you know, uh, about, you know, unity, but John mentioned that there was another caller who was born again. And John said, this is my brother, because I recognize the spirit. I recognize 
the connection in the spirit for of this brother. He yes. is my yes, brother. Yes, he did. Not just because of, you know, this brother was not what we would call a descendant of, of an African-American root. But John identified the spirit of the gentleman was the same as the spirit that he now walks in that's connected to the Most High. And so, therefore, they are brothers. The brother that called that has the same ethnicity had a different spirit. And John did not recognize his spirit, could not call him brother, even though maybe not the same hue, but definitely coming out of the same root. So this is what's happening. The the, the earth we live on today has been in Say John could not call him brother. To say that you say John could not call him brother. Did you mean to say he that? He could not call the, the other gentleman brother because he wasn't of the same. He wasn't carrying oh, the, the same. Oh, the, the so-called black, so-called black gentleman or the African American. Absolutely. Yeah, Correct. I believe it was like brother Shabazz. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Gotcha. Gotcha. And yeah. So, yeah. so the, the so the point being is that you know this 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 voice, all who are not regenerated, redeemed, and aware are hearing this voice. And they are operating and they are responding. But this is the reason why the Most High says, my sheep hear my voice. And a stranger, they will not follow. Because the Most High speaks to his people as well. So. Amen. That's what we're up Brother Kenwin, any comments on what you've heard? Yeah, but uh, y'all hit on so many different ranges of things that I was just thinking in my mind, man. Uh, Well, I had the scripture in my mind that kind of fits that. Uh, Y'all don't mind, I like to go to it as far as white supremacy. All right, I want the scripture pretty much going to. It's going to mention uh, the death of white supremacy, I believe, and you know how I interpret it anyway. Um, let me see here. I'm gonna I'm gonna start in the book of Jeremiah, um, chapter sixteen, and I'm gonna start at uh, I'm gonna start at eighteen. No, I'm gonna get to the point. Uh, sixteen, nineteen. Oh Lord, my strength and my fortress and my refuge in the day of affliction. The Gentiles shall come up to thee from the ends of the earth and shall say, Surely our fathers have inherited lies, vanity, and things wherein, wherein there is no profit. Uh, I like to think, think that in that day that they'd come and do that. Uh, what the, is the day white supremacy just totally is over, you know? Um, you know they're what? gonna see the Messiah themselves. Go ahead, go ahead, brother. You go ahead, please. You know that they're gonna see the Messiah. Everybody's gonna see the Messiah. Uh, everything is gonna go down. It's in Scripture that this is what they're gonna be saying. It says the Gentiles will be saying this, and uh, I like to think that would be the day of end of white supremacy. As uh, far as your, um, f- far as the, uh, other things that you were saying, 
of uh, pornography, uh, about the uh, your journey and coming to the knowledge that you have now, man. That's awesome, man, that you even made it this far. So a lot of people haven't, man. A lot of people uh, succumbed to it, man, uh, took them over. It wrecked their lives, uh, all of those things, man. And um, yeah, that's a powerful testimony, brother. And uh, I, yes. I, I'm sure that the book reflects a lot of things you had going on in your mind and your journey all in there. And I, yeah, I can't wait come. to read that. Go ahead, brother. Um, brother, I promise y'all, I promise you, when y'all hear what I have to say, I can't do the body language because you have to literally be, in order to prove Julius Bass is the world's number one authority on body language. And when I met my wife, that was the first conversation I had with her is body language. I was into it. And it scared me so I stopped studying it because I was beginning to read people like a book, like I would know what they're thinking, just how they're, how long they stand, when they've been over, or been, how they've been over, or they like, you know, folding their arms, uh, the eyes, uh, and that's what witches are. It's really witchcraft. I didn't know I was into it. And I stopped studying because I was not missing. According to psychologists, there's another way. It's sexual fantasy. You cannot outrun it. You can hate it. You can whatever, but you can't outrun it. So it's a book called, actually, I'm not going to mention that book on this show. I want to give the enemy power. I just know that my journey was weird. I came up the back way, but I saw something that I should not have seen. And I promise to God, if it's a few thousand, I would not even talk about it. It's just a few if it was 100,000, I wouldn't talk about it. If it was 200,000, I wouldn't talk about it. But this is millions of people, and this effect, you ready for this, brothers and sisters? Even people in their 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. These people own us. Better believe it. Those of us that's walking by the Holy Spirit, we're breaking out of it. Show me somebody sold out to the Father. They still could be operating in white supremacy, but they're breaking out. Folks, listen, I'm writing the book, and I promise you, and I, I, I regretfully tell you this, but I ain't totally free. Not totally free. It's every day whites are bombarding me with the success. I've got to, I told my wife, we just got to be always like Cecilia, kind of like Cecilia was saying, we got to be engaged in what the Father is doing with the Israelites. Study Africa, study people outside of America, the glory of the Israelites in West Africa, what's going on with them in East Africa, the glory of the Israelites in India, the glory of black people anywhere. Turn off the TV. Quit listening to white people. I know some white streaming, they may say, oh, brother, that's not offensive. Yeah, y'all have had enough talking to us. Shut up. About everything. Just like in the movie, now The Black Panther. Yeah, it's I like. I agree with you. In the, in the movie, The Black Panther. I have gotten there to that point where I don't want to hear nothing. Nothing. Absolutely. 
And if you're white and you listen to this show, because some of y'all love God and you love people, and I, I ain't hating on you. I want you to hear what I'm saying. It behooves you to hear what we're saying. You, too, stop listening to white people. Well, brother, you don't understand. I'm white. I'm white. Listen, <laughs> do you want to save your life? Do you want salvation, true salvation? Stop listening to white people. That sounds racist. You saying we're not believers? Are you saying that we don't love the Lord? What are you saying, brother? Listen. I know some of y'all love the Lord. I know the Father's speaking to y'all, but he ain't just speaking through y'all. So we'll come back to you. But right now, can we hear somebody else? Damn. <laughs> I, I, I agree. People misunderstand me. People misunderstand me. They think he, oh, he, Uncle Tom. They don't understand my spirit. I don't hate white people. I just think I love them enough to tell them, shut up. Yeah. Sometimes you got to say that. Every, 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 every single thing. Well, what about his faith and love? There's some some great teachers. There's some great. Yeah, you are great teachers. I know the Father's speaking to you. I know that, but the Father understands where we're going with this. Isn't there great speakers in Africa, in Chad, Nigeria, Zimbabwe that we've never heard of? Isn't there prophets that can break down the Ark of the Covenant? Isn't there technology? Isn't there, even, isn't there, I was just reading the other day that Chad got a rush on gold. Shouldn't we listen to Africa for the next 20 years without y'all saying nothing, literally nothing? I mean, zero, just be quiet. God understands. You're hurting us. You didn't mean it, those of you in power, probably, some of y'all. Some of y'all are in power. You're spitting out out what you've been taught. But there is another way. You're only... As they say, I don't. I think it's. I don't think it's as high. You're only ten percent of the world's population, anyway. Why wouldn't we listen to ninety percent? Why rob us of ninety percent? Saying, yeah, but we we need we, we need to be able to speak. We need to be able to speak. We've been listening to you. Wouldn't it be nice for you to sit down, student, in the classroom of a hundred, and listen <laughs> to the other ninety? You 10 students keep talking. Shut up. Listen to the other 90. They're going to have a different way of looking at humor. They're going to have a different way of looking at God. They're going to have a look, different look way of Yeshua or Yahweh. They may call him something else. They're going to have a different way of just how they go about business. I found that in Africa. They don't work 8 to 5. They don't work whenever they want to open their business. Well, <laughs> that's not very professional. You don't never know when they're opening up. Well, maybe that's the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> I love it. I love this. I mean, how do we know? I hear in certain countries they take two-hour lunches. Yes, I heard yes. that Afri- Africans are always saying that when they come in, they have a hard time working like we work, and we think they're so dumb. And I kept saying, why are these Africans so slow? 
Maybe they're not slow, Seth. Maybe you're putting them through the measurement of a white people that work like some damn, excuse me, some machines, and they'll never take no break. Maybe they, maybe the Africans are human, and they're not supposed to be working, being a figure of how three seconds, and la, 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 la. Maybe they're human, and you have turned into an a, 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 a invention from them. Maybe. How do we know? That's why I asked God, could I go see when I asked those five questions that created the five moon song? That's why I asked the Father. Were you trying to say something? I thought someone was trying to say Me? something. But that's why. Were you? Uh, I just want to chime in. I love this. I love how you're just expressing because it's true. It's really, really, really true the way you're saying, you know, um, there's so much that we don't know, and we have been so indoctrinated by what they know. It's all about their history, Europe, the, the you know, the war, you know, the war, the cavemen, the, you know, rise, the Roman, the Greek. It's all about where they've been because they know that they don't have the great history from antiquity, and this is why they're, they're keep feeding this, you know, what, seven, eight hundred 900 year timeline over just regurgitate over and over and over again because they can't go they can't claim to have gone back further now in their movies and their fantasy they can be anybody and this is another thing see this is another thing that they use uh, is magic when people watch movies they become under a spell so in these films you know we think oh it's just a movie but it's more than that it's really brainwashing because they will do an epic film or a period film, but it's them. And they always use an Irish accent, no matter what the period. No matter what the period, to make themselves sound like it's authentic, they're using an Irish or Gaelic accent, but they're talking about 1000 B.C. or, you know, Genghis Khan. They, and they depict themselves as every culture Every every great culture except the African nation. But Robert Downey Jr. did a movie where he was, I think he was out in a safari, and he was um, in character. But it wasn't like blackface. He was like a light-skinned black man with all the movement, <laughs> all of the, the jargon, you know, and you didn't even know it was him. So they're trying to figure out a way to depict themselves as us throughout history. But what people don't realize is these period films, people become brainwashed that the ancient Egyptians were white, bald-headed men and not African, black-skinned men. They, they, they remember when the, uh, in America, when they had Cain, he was supposed to be a, um, a Chinese uh, martial artist, but he was, he was David Carradine, and they told even Bruce Lee, they told them they were they were too Chinese to play Chinese people. Excuse me. So they have depicted themselves as every culture on the face of the earth in costume, makeup, and they make these films. And when people watch the film, they begin to believe that these people are as powerful as they lie and say they are and their witchcraft 
and their witchcraft and their witchcraft that they put over the world. It's what it is. Witchcraft. Powerful. Also Native Americans also. Oh, yeah. They they depict themselves. Every movie. Right. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But powerful, powerful. Y'all, let's do this. Let's take a little break. I need to reboot my computer. I always like to do it halfway through the show because I have so much cash and so I'm moving a little slow. But again, again, everybody, you're tuning to the Fossil Phone Network. I'm Brother Seth. We have Sister Eliana Badia all the way to Mercy, California. And then we have Brother Kenwin Casselberry and Tyler. We're talking about the book, the upcoming book by myself, Seth Turn. It goes into white supremacy, I guarantee you, like some of you have never heard. And as you know, you've heard even on this show, I've never heard it quite like that. I'm not saying I know it all. Some of y'all got stuff, it, angles on this problem I never even thought of. So it's not a pissing contest or anything like that. I'm just sharing what the Father showed me when he delivered me and is delivering me from white supremacy. Because as long as you sit in this system and you listen to these people talk, you're going to become affected. That's why I say I'm not 100% delivered. I told Brother Kenwood, I shared since y'all on last week with Brother Kenwood, a person or who I think is totally free from it. There are people totally free from white supremacy on the earth, literally totally free. And guess who they are, brothers and sisters? They're in the bush. They ain't never seen the TV the oldest TV, if you turn on your TV and they're calling the shots in programming, it's over. They don't have to come to your country to run to, 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 to run your your mind. They don't have to come to your country to affect your self esteem. You don't ever have to you don't ever have to even be with no white person. You have to see no white woman, no white man. All you need to do is watch them. They have a way of putting you down without putting you down. They have a way of devaluing your culture without devaluing your culture. All they do is just show you the glory of whiteness. And they're so different because they're so different. They use the whiteness, which is odd to see white skin on the earth to a lot of Africans. If you think I'm lying, when I went to 24 countries, I didn't do it all in one day, but when I began to travel, I got to where I, I didn't see white people for my whole trip. When I start tracing, you hit that Pacific Ocean. All those little, little, little lands is black. I mean, hundreds of them. They're black. It can be a land three miles by three miles with people on it. They're black. Folks, that's scary. So if that little, that little country, that little town gets any type of technology, it's over. When white people come, they be kissing, they behind, worshiping them. T.L. Osmond, I love T.L. Osmond, but I, I often wonder, I don't like this about him, but he would say when he would preach, white people, they say T.L. Osmond won more people to Christ since Christ, more than Billy Graham and James Robinson combined. Because T.L. Osmond would preach to 100,000 Africans every single day for many, many years, 10,000, 100,000, 10, that's all he did every day. That's why we don't know him who's in Africa all the time. But he would talk about how white people, black people like to come and touch him. Papua New Guinea, it's Papua New Guineans have yet to see Africa, white people. They did a special on Channel 13. I'm going to take a little short break, everybody. But they did a special on Channel 13 where they were showing black people in Papua New Guinea seeing whites for the first time. Guess what their first instinct was? 
could kill them. That's... Oh, no. They killed them. They picked up weapons, and the crew, the Af- the, the, the Papua New Guinea crew that was with Chomp, that was with other people, it wasn't Chomp 13 crew, some other people there. It might have been Chomp 13 crew. But they had to tell them, no, no, my brother, no. They were speaking their language. They said, no, no, these are our friends. And they kept, they, they wouldn't let, they wouldn't drop down their weapons. And then they would get closer to the white people. Then they run back to where they originally was and start yelling like, oh, oh, oh. They said, no, 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 don't kill them. They're our friends. So they get closer. That thing must have went on. I, I woke up my kids to watch it. I woke them up. I said, y'all got to see this. What did they say, Sam? I don't know. It's so, their language. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what was that footage? What is that footage? It was on Channel 13, Papua New Guinea and seeing white men for the first time. I'm sure they can, you can probably look up by that, but it, they kept going back, and they could never come close. And finally, I said, Dad, this is going to take all day long. They just wouldn't trust them. And finally, they, the one Papua New Guinean got a gift from the white man. Well, you know it. And when it took it, he gave you this chocolate or something, and the, 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 uh, the guy looked like he from the bush. He began to eat it, and they smiled, and they got closer. Then he went back. He wouldn't trust them. And finally, they start laughing. They accept them. I say, I told my kids, that's how white skin is imbued by most of the earth initially. It was a, it, it was a mutation. In Africa today, in Tanzania, where the most albinos are, they are killing them people. It's a UN emergency right now as we speak. It's not normal, brothers and sisters. On the earth, I'm not saying whites are normal. They're us. They're, they're our people. They're from, I believe they're from Africa. That's just what I believe. They have the same soul. We're no better than them. But if, and while you're at it, for those you think I'm preaching hate, some light-skinned people, I, 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 if you think I'm preaching hatred, this should exempt me. Some light-skinned black people, same problem. Light-skinned black people, they're still recessive traits. If you don't have brown eyes, that's recessive. It's, just, it's different levels of recessive patients. Some of it recessiveness. Some of it is more like oh, you can't look at the sun, and, and some of them got more melanin and more melanin and more melanin. Hair. If you have white hair, that's recessive. You have blonde hair, that's recessive. You have red hair, that's recessive. So it ain't like Brother Seth on his dad with the white man. Y'all need to really know who you're talking to. I'm not preaching on hate. I said, I'm not preaching hate. I'm talking about trying to break down white supremacy tonight. Folks, I'll take a quick break. I'm trying to reboot this. I was going to do it while, y'all, while I was talking to Bob me a little time, but I'm going to need to do this. So uh, we'll be right back, brothers and sisters. Again, thank you for tuning in to this powerful show. We'll be right back.
Praise to Yahweh. Yahuwah. Yah. If you're not sure, just say God. But that is not his name, brothers and sisters. More importantly, he sent Messiah, Yahushua, Yahushua, Yeshua, Emmanuel. Most of you know him as Jesus the Christ. And we're thankful for that gift. Folks, we're Hebrew Israelites sharing, sharing about things we know for sure tonight. Again, tonight is June 26, 2022. You're going by the Hebrew month. It's the 27th of Sivan. I'm Brother Seth, and we are here in this diaspora in America trying to break, break free of something Brother Seth myself think is a threat to our development as followers of the Most High Yah. And that is some we call white supremacy. Sister Eliana, your line is open, but uh, Kenwin, your line is open. I want to just share something real quickly and get y'all's feedback on this, and then we'll wrap up the show. We're going to do it in two hours. I talk a lot about white supremacy. And I still lose a lot of people. Some of y'all listening are like, bro, I hate white people, so I can never be no white supremacist. Let me tell y'all something. Hating white people don't mean you, you don't think they're better. The only way you cannot think they're better, and I do mean in any area, it's impossible. It's impossible, brothers and sisters, definition of white supremacy a belief that whites are superior first of all it's a lot even call them whites so that's a lie right there they ain't even no whites so you have to say it the way it really is everybody how would you have said it before 1860 or before the spanish 1861 around bacon rebellion is when they started really using it but even before this some people say they use the term black and white during the spanish inquisition what would you have said before the Spanish Inquisition as far as you people from Europeans? What would you have called them? You couldn't say white supremacy. You couldn't say European By the nation. because, yeah, yeah, because an Italian was dark or light, uh, uh, Spaniard was dark or light, and I mean they would seriously admit that they weren't trying to unite. They really was against each other, and they wasn't. It wasn't based on color. So you have to be careful even with the term white supremacy. It's a social construct, brothers and sisters. But for those of you, let's work with it. Uh, to think these people is superior in any way. Now I know black folk, and I will not be able to get a lot of y'all to understand. I want to do this show on Mondays and, and, and Thursday when we have everybody. 
I guarantee you, even my co-host, somebody sooner or later going to say, now, hold on, brother, sister, now, wait a minute. Now, you know why people are different on that. Now, I'm not throwing nobody on the bus. I'm saying we all say that. No, they're not. Some of the most informed black people that no way circles around me. How about this? Some people that taught me, they'll start talking about white people as though, no, no they're different. Now, you know, they won't do that. No, that's not true. It's a lie. There is nothing, nowhere, nothing you can imagine with the brain that white people are superior. Oh, they more clever. They more evil. I don't believe that either. Let me tell you what I believe. This is just Brother Seth speaking. Cecilia and Brother Kingwood may, may think different. When the Father says, I am going to call a nation from the north, them people weren't powerful then. Or they was just getting their power. Like Cecilia was saying earlier, they only keep talking about boasting about these 300 years. I just don't think. Keep in mind, John Henry Clark, the father of black history, said, before Europeans wrote their first book, I think he would say there was like 24 dynasties or something. How can they be superior? How can you be? Please explain that. If there was no France, Germany, Italy, and you you had to come from somewhere, they didn't drop you off on a helicopter, you had to come from the motherland. Okay, how are you superior? How can I ever be more superior than my mother or my dad? Please explain that. Well, you know, their neighborhoods is better, and they this and they that. I know how the Bible said they won't break ranks and all that. This is what I believe, why white people have the edge. And I'm going to say this, and bring on, see my co-host say about this. Jerry Taylor, remember that name, Jerry Taylor. Write that name down, Jerry, J-A-R-E-D. Jerry Taylor is the name. If you, this white man is is winning arguments against black folk. I've never seen that. I've never seen black people lose arguments against a white supremacist. He is eating them alive because he's saying, well, if you're superior, why is this happening? Why is that happening? And folks, they need us, us meaning Sister Eliana, us meaning Brother Kim. They need people like us. They argue with a guy that produced the black documentary called um, y'all help me out the the big one the one the the one everybody was talking about can't think it just got a minute I just had it um, hidden colors the documentary hidden colors yes hidden colors is the is the boss that's the one of the best documentaries of our time they got the creator of that to debate Jerry Taylor. And Jerry Taylor ended in the debate with this, but he said something I was like, oh, my God. I wanted to break a glass after this guy said this. This is Tariq. Y'all know his last name. I can't think of it. He's the man with all that black history. Jared said this to him. Well, if we such devils, and you guys are so superior, and Africa was so great, how did we conquer you? How do we have your people trapped in America? Why come you can't overcome us? Oh, my God. Tariq said, you are. He said, we're more evil. You know that means more superior. He said, you are more superior, evil-wise. Evil to say white people is more evil, brothers and sisters, 
please hear your brother tonight, and please hear Sister Eliana and Brother Kenwin also. I'm not the authority because it's my show. Hear them. Again, hear them. This is Brother Seth. The Father said, I am going to call. Good night. I got to nail this down because we got to wrap this show up. Listen to this. Good Lord, help me say this. Oh, my God, why did this bother me so? Listen to this, brothers and sisters. The Father said he was going to call this nation. Just imagine people marching. The side effects here, y'all. Check this out. Here come these people. Here they come. Most high called them. He called them. He called them his army. He called them. He said they're going to carry out his judgment. Joel 2 says they ain't going to even break rank. They're not going to stumble over each other. They're going to be uniform. And that's exactly what they did when they divided up Africa. Jared said, if we are not better than y'all, why are we able to control the 90% of the world? You got to answer that dude. Uh, What I would tell Jared, this is what I would tell Jared. I would tell Jared this. Mr. Taylor, First of all, you're not a people based on color, like Tim Wise told him. That's another white man on a white man. Tim Wise put him in his place with that. First of all, you're not as united as you think. Number two, before there was a Europe, there was an Africa, so you can never be superior to us. If we're misbehaving, there's a reason why, and I want to talk about the reason why. Number one, in the scriptures, Jared Taylor's smart. He says, I never argued my beliefs, my beliefs. My beliefs. So he's one of those that's not saying he's a Christian. He says he never wanted to discuss religion because he knows if he discussed religion, it's over. I would make him discuss religion, I say, because the Father said he would call a nation from the north. And the Father said he would do certain things to his people if they disobeyed. And the Father said he would use a people that's not even a people. Why did he say that? I will provoke you to jealousy by those that are not a people. One more time. The Father said, Brother Jared, of Jared Taylor, the father said he will provoke Israel, the Jews, to jealousy by those that are not a people. You know why he said they're not a people, Mr. Taylor? It's not because they weren't human. It's because they was no name. They was mixed with all kinds of people. So they wasn't an ancient people, Mr. Taylor. That's your forefathers. You're not superior. Because if one of us go toe-to-toe with you in math, English, we're subject to embarrass your people. Who you want to pick? We got brain. We got all types of young people, too, that's geniuses at four and five. And everything you can say, this is what Jerry, this is what Tim Wise, the other white guy, did to him. Jared was saying, well, what about the, uh, Jared Taylor was talking about the uh, the Orientals, how they score high. He says, what testing are you, are you call, where do you get that proof? Well, they did testing. He says, yes, they did a testing. They did the testing in, in Honolulu and where there was high percentage of Orientals. He said, if you do that test in, in L.A. or in one of these major cities, Orientals are doing worse than blacks. I was like, whoa. See, that's how you have to hit that white supremacist. But he went to a black college and mopped up the floor with them black students. All they can say is bad thing like crack or something. 
Jared Taylor is the biggest recruiter of white supremacists in America. Listen to what he has to say, folks. You got to be able to explain why are they more powerful. Say what you want to say. We got people that's evil. How come they can't stop them? We got people that's greedy. Like, they got people that's greedy. How come we can't stop them? Tariq, the inventor of that documentary, said, you guys are better, more evil. You can't say they're more evil. That's why I say Satan is evil. Now, he's superior to us. Angels is superior knowledge to us as far as as, as far as uh, 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 Satan is. The Bible says God is the Bible says if God don't, if most I don't shorten the time, if y'all don't shorten the time, even the very elite of us is fools. So that means we are no match for Satan outside of that Ruach Hakodesh empowering us. That's who the devil. That's who the enemy is. Not the white man. Can be. He just can be. If he is, you're giving him you more not strength. Not the white man. Okay. Okay, yeah, brother. He, brother get, it's, it's that spirit. It's the spirit in him. I've seen this. Last thing I'm gonna say. This is what I believe about white people. And if I offend people, again, I, I ain't gonna say it no more. I love white people. People say I say it too much. This is what I believe about white people. A lot of them are demon possessed. The reason I say that demon possesses what they did when they used to barbecue people and hang folks and uh, what they did to us, sticking a pole through us. and You can't do that to humans unless you're taken over by evil spirits and your little kids out there celebrating. And the world thinks you're devils because of that. But I don't think so because the people in Rwanda, when they went to kill the Rwandans who were killing Rwandans, that, that reporter, the black girl reporting, said to the killers, they went to prison and talked to them and say, when you killed this guy, we got you on camera. Why did you cut off his head? When you killed this woman, why did you throw her baby over a dam? Why did you, why did you just shoot him? And this is what these black Rwandans said that day. We was full of evil. I rest my case. If I call the white folks devils, I'm darn sure going to call the Rwandans devils. And I'm going to call other black folks devils. So I don't call nobody devils. I say they're full of the devil. I've seen them speak to people. Folks, you're not going to understand what none of us saying as far as this comment until you see spirits speaking through people. Hopefully it's people you know, and they're acting way out of character. Black girl putting a baby in a microwave saying a voice told me. You know she ain't crazy. How's she going to be just crazy? She finds Norman Norman all of a sudden. A boy goes into school and locks the classroom and shoot up little children? Come on. I refuse to give white folks that medal. No, they're not super evil. They're full of Satan or demons or devils. Let me get some comments, and then I'm still going to make my one comment that I haven't made yet about the flip side of the coin. A brother Kenwood, comment, please, and then Sister Eliana. Uh, yeah, I want to just throw in there, man, you can't forget the Bible, all right? The Bible claims with what you're hitting there, brother, you know what I'm saying? We got to also put, besides Satan, there is another figure that the Bible kind of names as as 
another another villain to be uh, to have to look out for. All right, Esau is the end of the world. That's a powerful statement. You got to understand that. Not saying that Esau is the devil or his children are devil. Demonic stuff is on everybody, man. You know, it's the spirit that roams earth. We understand about demons and stuff like that, you know. But they have literally uh, conquered this world uh, with violence. And they've risen to where where they are now, um, and they kind of seem like they kind of want peace. But but once you spill that much blood, it's like there's no peace. There's, there's never going to be a peace. You got to constantly keep killing, you got uh, in order to be number one. And uh, I think somewhere along the line of them striving to be number one. Um, that's where those demons are just, you know, all on them, man. It's just they're, the way they think so, of superiority, so for clarity, mindset. Keep, keep the mind. So all right. Just, just as you, but but but, and this is the other one we hear from her, here Charlie. But what do you say is all the other culprit? I know about the, the culprit. Flesh. You say there's another yeah, enemy that, outside. Outside of Satan. Yeah, I was saying Esau. Esau is a character. uh, Go ahead. Right. But but let me say this. If you study Esau's descendants, if Esau is straight up the devil, let's say he is. I don't believe it. I don't think Esau is even white people. I don't believe it. I can prove it, like, super quick. Look at Esau's descendants. Follow them. And see what the father did with them. And come back and tell me Esau, all his descendants is evil. First of all, let's just say Esau was white. Let's even say his wife was white. Look at his descendants. Look at who they married. There's no white race could have came out of that. That gentleman in New York that started their teaching has set this whole movement back probably, I don't know, 20 years. People keep talking about Esau until... Every time uh, we do a show, they, uh, go ahead, go ahead. You're, you're incorrect, brother. Uh, it's not what Esau did. You got to follow his genealogy. His children winded up in uh, what's now Greece and rose to be a, a, a uh, to be a high figure in, in Greece area. Uh, the Roman Empire is also known as the the Edomite, uh, Edomite Empire. So how did that name get attached to Rome if you're saying that they're all black? Okay, it all let, let me say, okay, let me say yeah, this. Go ahead. We don't, I want to do another show. We did one, and I promise you, we had Ella Shure, who, that's his, that's his thing. This is his, this is his turf. I can speak on it myself. And we had Brother Terry from Cincinnati. That brother is sharp and tact. I, I still think he's one of the foremost teachers I've ever heard in my life. And I put him up against Ken Hagen and anybody. And I think maybe, I don't know who else is on the Bible. It's the other I don't know. And they nailed it down. It is impossible Esau could be the white man. But it's okay. Impossible. That's just, just impossible. Number one, is before there was a Greece, before there was Europe, there was Esau. All of that mixing in the motherland, 
Everybody came from the motherland before there was the India, before there was Australia, before there was all these countries. There was heavy mixing. There was no such thing as a race based on color, so there was heavy mixing. Heavy, <sighs> heavy, heavy mixing. This is what I was saying to you earlier. Look at his descendants. Look at how they mingle with everybody. There wasn't this concept of race based on color. Remember that. That's important. Don't just blow over that. There wasn't this stigma of, yeah, when a white baby come out or something, there was, you know, looking at them funny. But, I mean, there wasn't a, they haven't migrated yet and lost their pigmentation. So let's just well, say, for argument's sake, they did. They they. The people that went, that's why the father said, listen to the scripture. I will provoke you to jealousy by those who are not a people. Edom right. is a people. Esau is a people. Mm-hmm. But yes, he said there's going to be other people that I'm going to provoke you to jealousy by, and they're not a people. I'm not saying they're not human. At least I don't believe that. That's the dilemma. That that's the dilemma. So there's that's mm-hmm. just one. That's me, Sharon. But these brothers can do a whole lot better job than I can on that by breaking down it. But to me, I don't get it. If you if if they would have listen, this is the only way I can buy it. This is the only way I would say no. You're right, brother. Can't win. All the rest of y'all. If they broke away from society when they first was called Esau, Edomites, and went up in north and they stayed there for thousands and thousands and thousands of years, then I was like, that is not what happened. Those people that wound okay. up in Europe was fragments from all types. That's why they have every facial feature. You ever wondered that? Right. Chinese don't have every facial feature. Japanese don't have every feature. The more you wander away from the motherland, the more your features look the same. But in Europe, they have every feature of African Americans. Everyone, not African Americans, of black people, because they are fragments. That's why they say if you need a kidney or a lung, this white guy may be a more of a match to you than the black guy across the street. Because from the tribe you from in Africa, he was genetically closer. So I think the Edomite teaching. Listen, this is what I'm saying. Then I'm tapping to say, then I'm a child. God, I want to get this one little thing out. It's, it's really not that long. It's just, just a statement, really. I would love to know what Leon has to say, but I think the whole teaching behind Edomites, I look at it like I do about the teaching about uh, uh, Paul. It was it, the Paul teachings. They introduced that, put a question mark over Paul, because if you, if you get rid of Paul, you can, you can promote hating white people. That's number one. And the teaching of Edom. They got that out there. That's a lie, and not not intentional. I shouldn't say lie. I'm just gonna say deception, because they maybe they didn't mean to do it. And that's another thing. They have. If you get rid of them two teachings, you have to love white folks, and that, that's what they're not trying to do. That's what I think is behind the Edomite teaching. Brother Ken, one final words, and then Brother uh, Sister Eliana, I will let on your comment. And listen, then I want to bring up one more thing to y'all, and then we'll wrap up the show. This has been a great show, I might add. All right, uh, but we do know that Herod was. Uh entwined in all the Edomite stuff, all right? He was not Israelites. We do know that that they was connected to Rome and then Herod was not black. Alright? I mean we 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 know this stuff, right? Who okay. Who's Herod was not black? Herod? I King don't... Herod in Israel? Yeah. 
I don't believe the Romans in Bible days was white. You don't, I don't believe you don't. it at all. Absolutely not. That's another story. I know a lot of people believe that. I know I'm on my own, but I can prove it. The Back Caesars, then, you don't think they were white either? No, no, no. I think they was just beginning to gather strength as of whites. I think whites began to start forming because it's already been proven that there was black people in the Roman army. And I don't mean pump from Rome. I don't mean just the, the, the Roman but take over. What about everything. Alexander the Great? Was he white? Or? I believe we've been lied to about history. That's why I say white people just shut up, stop talking, period. Because I think all of human Bible Day was black. And I think I think they was on the march. They was on the march Europe. Okay, I do think they was on the march, but I don't think them people was white. And the reason I know is because if they were, they would have called them lepers, and they didn't call them lepers. I can prove that. Right. If they were white, if they, if all the soldier walked up, or they, no, I don't believe that. They, it, it, the way they describe them, I don't, I don't believe it. That's just me. That's another topic we can we can get we can talk about that. Maybe gotcha, I'm gotcha. Cool. But but I just want to kind of put real real quickly, real quickly. Uh, I just want to say that I don't believe that all white. Well, this is my confliction. I can't say I round all white people up as Esau's children. Can but man, I bet all the money I have on the fact that Esau did integrate with the Caucasian race, and he is white. All right. Do that mean all white people are his children? I can't say that. But his origin was black, but he migrated into Greece, and he became white. His descendants did migrate. And know this, at the end of the show, I'll be cutting off, and, you know, so I want you to know that I didn't do this earlier, but it's all because of time wrapped the show. I really want to get the close to it I can, because when people see a show with three hours, I don't think they listen to it. That's just me. Okay, I'm trying to get our numbers up and things. So really quickly, if you're right, uh, uh, let me ask you a question. Do you think any black people is Esau? Uh, uh, now keep in mind, you just I said really they can't married. Say, yeah, because the storyline, well, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if Esau got any black children still. Oh, you got to answer that because if, if, if they married some if, if Whites married, that's called mulatto. So that means there's some black somewhere that's Esau. If you say that, you're going you're gonna to piss off the people in New York because you mess up their theory. I'm telling you, it's, it's just one of them things out there. Well, no, no. Well, in. I mean, we know his origin was black, but we we focused on what Esau movements. He went to Greece. He got Edomites from north uh, north of uh, okay. Egypt. He took his family okay, out of the land. There's, they all let's went say there. there's 8,000. Let's say there's 8,000 Esau descendants and they're black. They go mix in and Europe. Black. Now, you know, er- no, no, let's say okay, Esau. Go, go ahead, go ahead. It, okay. Hold on, bear with me. I'm trying to go fast. I'm trying to get to see young Y'all in here make my last final comment. Let me just say this. We'll talk about that on another show because okay. it's just, it's got all kind of holes in it, but it's not, no offense to you like you're not studying anything like that because I've talked to you guys and I promise you, I'm not just saying this, brothers and sisters, they're sharper than I am. After some of these guys, I'm really, really impressed by their research. That got holes in it. That's just for me. Sister Eliana, final, well, comment on that and then I want to 
mention one more thing to y'all, and I want y'all to comment, and then we're going to wrap up after that. Okay. Well, I want to say that all of our theories have holes right now. We all know in part. Nobody really has the ultimate. We, we're trying to interpret the scriptures based on our present situation and the people that are in power. But we all are missing something in the whole interpretation of the story. The real reason why we are here is because of disobedience. That's just the bottom line. And to answer the original question that, was, that uh, we would say when the gentleman was, had gone to the black college about superiority was this. John 19:11, the same thing that the Messiah said. He said, um, you would have no power over me if it were not given to you from above. Yeah. We understand that we are here in this diaspora because of the sins of our forefathers and that no nation would really have any authority or superiority or would have been able to harm us in the way that they did had we been obedient, had our ancestors kept the laws, the statutes, and the commandments of the Most High. All of these other conversations about supremacy and leprosy, it really is moot. What the Most High has done, he's done. What we did, our ancestors did to get us here in this uh, condition was done as well. What the Most High is now doing is gathering us. He's bringing the, the, the dry bones together, and we're going to see a great, great move of the Father. He's also punishing these nations. All of these storms, tempests, fires, earthquakes, tornadoes, all of this is the judgment of the Most High against the nations who took the authority that he gave them. You mentioned it with the drumbeat. He whistled for his army. They have come. But the scripture also said that they were going to believe that it was their own invention and that they were going yeah. to begin to really start to oppress and mistreat us even more cruelly. And so for this reason, the Most High is going to punish and to finish off John 19:11, uh, Yeshua said, "Therefore, the one who handed me over to you is guilty of a greater sin. That is why these, those that oppressed Israel, a greater punishment because they not only did they they acted the way the Most High told them, but because of their cruelty, they're going to receive a punishment. So that's the real issue." How do we get, and you said it beautifully earlier, Seth, we need to talk about the greatness, but we also need to talk about the obedience to, to the Most High and the commandments. Not looking, because when we oh, yeah. talk about oh, yeah. the continent, thank you for bringing the continent thank of you. Africa, right. we have to remember the, the Hermetic people are there, and they are not Israel. Yes, they're black, Absolutely. as black as us and with all the variations, but they are not Israel. So we can't even claim their greatness. What we have to look at is what Israel did that was right and what the Most High was doing to uh, raise up a people in the earth that would honor his name and his glory and his majesty and, and be obedient. And that's what we have to focus on. We can't go and grab what the Egyptians. The Egyptians were not Hebrew. Well, uh, well, the Hermetic people were not Hebrew. So we have let, to let remember me, we have a, a focus. Heritage? Yeah. 
hold on a quick objection. I want you to finish. Keep the mic because I want you. I love where you're going. Thank you for that correction. She's absolutely right. Only reason I brought that up, bringing up talking about the accomplishments of others, really quickly, and then I'm out, is because it topples white supremacy. It doesn't answer the whole Hebrew thing, but I tell you one thing: talking about those because it was dark skin, someone was our enemy. She's right. Thank you for bringing it up. I can't think of everything, y'all, but it does topple white supremacy, but it don't give a lot of fulfillment as far as us being Israelites in our purpose. Go ahead. Absolutely, because see, the the, the real issue is that there is a re- a heart condition that Israel is needing to deal with. It doesn't matter. You know, we've had, like somebody said uh, earlier, I heard somebody say, oh, you've done all this and you only got five banks across the country. Well, if we hadn't gone through Black Wall Street and all of the murders and the and the continual burnings of our, you know, since the emancipation, we would have 50 million black banks. I was just thinking about um, the doctors, how they um, systemically, systematically, discourage uh, black doctors, young people from becoming doctors um, way back in the 40s when many young people uh, from the African uh, um, descendancy were going to medical school. Today we don't have a lot of black doctors. A lot of our lack that we see in our community is not from lack of us trying or having a vision. It's it's, It's been the oppression and at that point, they still had the power, but they don't have the power over us today. That curse has been broken. So they don't have the same. They're not standing in the same seat of power. And this is why they were ready to take up arms. But they are fighting against the Most High now because that curse has been broken. We are on the rise. And they were correct. That Kenneth. Copeland was correct. The most High is going to use the black man, but he's going to use him in righteousness because it's time for Israel to rise again and to come together. And so this is what he's doing and, and they know it, but they can't stop it because they, they're, they're fighting against the most high and his plan. There's not, I could say a whole lot more, but I'm not because I know we're in the interest of time, but we're our concerns. Where we need to focus as a people is we do need to talk about the accomplishments. We need to give ourselves a self-esteem. But our really, our identity comes from the Father. We really need to make sure that our people have the correct understanding of their relationship to the Most High, their responsibilities, and their requirements in order for them to continue to be blessed. Anything else is not going to work. And we've tried a lot of things, but the reality is we need to do teshuva. We need to return back to the most, turn our hearts back and repent Amen. as in the days of old. That's the only salvation, safety net, um, fulfillment that we're going to see as a nation of people because that's what the most High is requiring, and that's going to be the order of the day for us as a people. Now, Eliana, and I thank you. I mean it. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Folks, again, I can't think of it all, but y'all have heard us millions of times say, repenting, Israel, if my people, which are called my name, Second Chronicles 7, 14. Okay? It's very important. I'm glad she said it. Do it every time. Anytime you ever hear me say it is what I said and, and leave that out, 
you deserve, you should interrupt me, not interrupt me, but just do exactly what you did. To piggyback off what she said, and I mean piggyback, I endorse everything she said. The book is trying to break the cord. This is the other thing I was going to say. Well, this did nothing. Um, the book is trying to get people to listen to us about us being Israel in the first place. A lot of folks have given up on a lot of people 50 and older or 40 and over, whatever the age is. And they, I think a lot of us would do just what Sister Eliana say, but a lot of us won't even know we Israel. And, of course, it's not the most important thing. We have to already talked about that. But I do think a lot of people would be more open to, and it would give them a peace in knowing who we are and why we were here in America in the first place, and it would help them understand the Bible, and it would help them understand our people's anger and why we can't come together, and they won't have the separate that the black psychologist said, and it will help us to understand the scriptures, and we're going to be thinking of the Father's partial. That's once they get the revelation that we're Israel. But before they even get that, they've got to quit thinking people like us hate white people because we want to challenge the what whites are saying. So the book is to address the court, I call it, this trust we have in whites. So the way I go about it is I talk about the accomplishment of black people, everybody, to just show people just how insignificant not white people as spirits or their soul, but their accomplishments are in comparison to dark-skinned people. And then that will cause, like it caused me, I'm a, I'm a product of my own teaching. Once I begin to see the glory, I would say, man, they lying. You can't trust these people at all. Did y'all know this? Did y'all know that? I went crazy. I told you. It was about, I don't know, good 200 authors. I just started listening. I've been like, man, that's when I first started saying, man, we need to quit listening to white people. So that broke the cord. Once I broke that cord, then of course I could see we Israel. You have to break this trust in these older black people. Young black people, they don't trust in no way. They seem like they, but they still have that fragment of white supremacy because you don't have to be listening to old Westerners to have it. They, these young people got it too. So that's the whole purpose of talking about Africa, the dark-skinned people, to break the cord and to get them to listen to us, period, and to see that we, you're being tricked. The second thing I want to bring up really quickly, and it's just a statement, and then we're going to wrap it up. When we get final words from everybody, we're going to wrap up. A lot of people say, Brother Seth, I listen to your show tonight. I hear you. I hear the passion, what you're saying, but I don't think I'm a white supremacist. I hate white people, or they, I don't ever go around white people, or this and that. I told y'all earlier, if you are not listening to great things we're doing, how can you love with a healthy love, dark-skinned people just because they're there, they're humans. You may love them in terms you don't want to harm them. Yeah, you'll love them. I believe I believe we as victims of white supremacy love black people like I did, but we don't believe in them. We don't believe spirituality. Now, some of y'all done got all smart and you learned, and some of y'all was raised a certain way. Okay, you're not the spokesman for all black people. There's some sickness, like this mentioned Ben Carson. There's some sickness in our people on all levels. 
Look at how many black sisters are being picked over by both dark-skinned men choosing light-skinned women. And I think more will choose white women if they want to get a backlash from the black community. If they want to get that. So I brought, it up, I brought it up to say this. The other word is black inferiority. It's one coin. On one side is white supremacy. You flip over the coin, the belief system, and it's black inferiority. So some people don't ever say white supremacy, never look at none. They don't, they don't ascribe to it, they think. But listen how many comments and behaviors that say black is inferior. Like I talked about my mother. She'll never say white supremacy. Look at how many black men really, really, if black people didn't give them a hard time, would date exclusively white women. Look how a black man act when he do get a white woman. Why does he do things he never did for a black woman? What is that? Look at what white, what black women do. And again, I agree 100% with interracial marriage because I don't believe in race based on color. I'm just talking about in our mind what we're doing, the sickness, not the true love. But look at what a lot of our sisters do when they get with a white, not all of them, of course, but look. I told my sisters this, my blood sisters. Y'all were raised to love white men. You can say what you want to say. You can say what you want to say. Look at America. It's changing with the videos and all that, but just not that long ago, and it's still today, everything great is white men. It's still today. But it used to be horrible in the back a long time ago. So the most natural thing is to marry a white man, black women. Black men, the most natural thing. Think about it. And, I, and then this is where sisters get a little offended when I say this. But really and truly, my daughter and I had a conversation the other day. She said, Dad, y'all can't blame us for trying to look like white women's hair. Because we tried to wear the fro, and they, they, they didn't want us in corporate America. So we're just trying to survive, and that's why we... Well, I told her, you know, I'm a, you know, I understand some black women, they did try, but some people never wore froze. And some people only wore froze because that was a thing to do. They weren't necessarily pro-black or whatever. My point is this. There are people that's willingly wearing blonde hair, and they, it don't belong on them. Our women don't, you get in trouble. This right here, I probably shouldn't close the show on this, because this will, you want to get in trouble with some black women. So I'm talking about their hair, but I'm saying, I look at the whole picture. Look at how we are acting. We're saying black is inferior. So you may never say white supremacy. You may never go around white people. You may never read. I don't know what you're talking about. But how much black inferiority in your action? Here's a good one. That may inflame everybody. What about black on black relationships? Look how black women just, and they're strong black women. We acknowledge that. We acknowledge you know, the face of our nation is a woman. We understand that. We got that. We, we ain't throwing on the bus no Ella Bakers and no Harriet Tubman's at all. We, we respect them, my leaders. But, I mean, a black man is not getting the respect in a lot of relationships. Y'all, if I got a quarter for everything, I would love just one day to call men in the locker room when black women ain't nowhere around, and y'all got to hear what they're saying about black women. You'd be shocked. Oh, I know, I know. No, black women, you don't know. Y'all think y'all are mother. 
Well, that's part of being their wife. They don't mean no harm. No, they don't believe in our mind and our intellect like they do the white man. They don't. No, really, they don't. No, really, it's been like that a long time. My family, I love my family. I'm not going to throw them on the bus for nobody. Yes, I mentioned my mother. My mother is near God to me. My my family is full of a lot of black women that dominate their husbands. They love them. Not dominate like tell me everything to do, but mentally speaking. It's y'all, we're not right. I said we're not right. These are our queens. We'll die for them, right? Yes, we will. The way they look at our minds, they may let us lead in certain things, get a car car change, oil change, something like that. But I'm talking about, do you really think that black man's fine? Look at him. Spirituality a lot, a lot. Look at us in comparison to the white man. Look at what happened when our white, when our black women do finally get a white man. What? Why do they do things different? Y'all, I'm telling y'all, we are sick. That's the flip side of white supremacy, black inferiority. Look at what's going on in Chicago. How in the world, we're wrapping this show up in less than a minute, how in the world, black men, did you find yourself so low that you can have a shootout with black babies around? Bro, I don't care what you say about, well, this nigga owe me money. Man, you got to be out of your mind. It's white people, not that they're the standard, but I use them because that's what we're talking about. They owe each other millions of dollars. They don't have no shootout. They don't kill each other. They owe me. Look, bro owed him $5 million. When he did that one deal, that meant $100,000. And those that are not rich, they have big money. Why are you shooting at each other's children? They, they squash that. And sometimes they do, they do shoot each other. But it's not in no park. We don't have no value. My wife and I just left uh, a children's play area. Chuck E. Cheese, we saw some black family there with a little black baby just laying on the seat. They was taking all these pictures, putting it on Facebook or whatever, whatever they do on social media. The little innocent little black baby laying on a regular seat, and nobody was paying attention. Grandparents, my wife was saying, I'm going to say, how long the baby going to lay on there? And my wife got mad. We don't value each other, y'all. Not like we should. I'll never do that. Okay, you won't do that, but how do you treat your man? How do you treat your woman? How do you treat your kids? They don't have value, man. So it's white supremacy, black inferiority. One defines the other. If white superior, what is superior over? If black is inferior, what is it inferior over? When my mother was saying shape my nose, she didn't, she didn't mean to say white supremacy, but she was saying make your nose like white people. When we call each other nigger, we got that from racist wifey. Why why do you call me a nigger, man? Oh, you know, it just means N-I-G-G-A. No. That stuff is sick. So those of you that say, well, I don't tell you about white supremacy. Yeah, but look at you. Look in the mirror. Things I said tonight. So see, Alana, uh, final words. Any comment on what I just said or final words, please, and then Brother Ken Winner will wrap up the show. Well, we know that Rome wasn't built in a day, so there's a lot of work. We already looked at some of the foundations, you know, the real foundations of why we're here. 
and why we think the way we think. And and that's not really going to change until we can get out of this environment. That's why the scripture says, when the Father gathers us from all these nations where he scattered us, he's going to have to take us to the wilderness, a place where there's not that formal structure or that pattern that we are accustomed to. And in the wilderness, he's going to purify us. Because I believe that everywhere we have been scattered, we are up underneath. You know, there's, we weren't just scattered to the European nations. There are many, uh, many Hebrew Israelites that were, were, were scattered to the Asian nations, and they are living yeah. in Asia, and they are trying to be Asian just as hard as the black people over here trying to be white. We are only understanding from this perspective, but it's the same problem that we have all over the world wherever we have been scattered. Uh, we are looking at those nations as being the best, the the superior, and we the inferior because of the way we were brought about in those nations and the, the, the judgment that we were under. So it's, it's what we're dealing with, but the most side definitely has a plan. We don't have to lose heart. There is hope at the end of this tunnel. We are going to arrive at our bona fide destination with the most high. He is working a plan and he's going to bring us out and he already knows that blueprint and it's happening all around us but it definitely will be fulfilled in his appointed time so we don't have to lose hope keep the faith people hold on the best is yet to come this is Eliana uh, amen amen beautiful 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 sister Eliana and I'll go ahead and meet our line brother uh, uh, brother Kenwin Go ahead and we'll meet your line and wrap up this show. Uh, before you comment, I want to say this. Um, she mentioned people being in the diaspora. I wonder what they'll say about Esau because there are people that's ruling over them with the same spirit isn't white. That's one thing. If you want to comment, that's fine. We don't have to. You don't have to do it with the next show. But I want to also thank you for bringing up one of my favorite scriptures. You brought up earlier how that uh, – uh, you said, surely our forefathers have inherited lies, vanities, and things of which there is no profit when the Gentiles come. That was a backbreak of white supremacy. And uh, uh, <laughs> let everybody know what it's found. Again, I think that's in um, – uh, 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 help, help me out, brother. My brain is scattered here, y'all. I'm tired. Uh, hold on, hold on, brother. <laughs> Your name, you're muted. I'm sorry. I'm going too fast. Okay. Try it again. Where's <laughs> Jeremiah sixteen nineteen. Yes, Jeremiah sixteen nineteen. Surely our fathers, speaking here, surely our fathers have inherited nothing but lies, vanities, and things of which there is no profit. I used to quote that scripture all the time. You know, over these years you forget scriptures, but that was one of my favorite ones. Think about it one more time, folks. This is what a whole nation full of people going to say to the Most High, uh, uh, to themselves. Surely mm. our fathers. That means millions of people. Surely our fathers have inherited nothing but lies, vanities, and things of which there is no profit. That means you wasn't about nothing. Lies, it's all kind of nations can say I, 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 we inherited stuff. 
They said all we ever had was lies, things that are vain, look like it's something, look like it's really something, but it's just vain, and things mm. of which there is no profit. Wow. I used to use that scripture in my earliest shows like crazy. Brother, thank you for bringing that up. Final words, please. Thank you for having me on the show. And I just want to clarify because I think I'm a little misunderstood there. And uh, Japheth will, en- will enlarge itself under the tents of Shem. That's written in scripture. I don't know exactly where. So I, I, I'm a little conflicted um, hold on, hold on. with that. Esau. Japheth, Japheth was what? Japheth, he will enlarge himself enlarge in the tents of Shem. Jeff was Jim's brother. Right, right. I was, ta- I was trying to quote a scripture uh, talking about in the last days how Jephthah would um, enlarge himself under the tents of Shem, uh, meaning that he will literally um, uh, uh, be under the cloak of Shem or may Shem believe. Uh, we kind of take that as, you know, Jephthah and the Abrahamic type of belief systems, uh, Jephthah will uh, definitely be a big part of that. Anyway, uh, yeah. but I, I just wanted to say that it's a little conflicting uh, with Esau and, and everything. And thank you for having me on the show, man. And I just want to just, you know, just say uh, good night to everybody. And I, it was a good show, bro. All right. Just know this, Brother Ken, as we wrap up, you are – uh, more than welcome on this show. I appreciate what you're saying. I'm passionate, brothers and sisters. I love to see Eliana, how she do things. She stands her ground. She's not really rude. Brother Ella sure was like that, and that's how we are, and that's where you better be. So just because I speak loud, just because it's my show, it don't mean I'm right. I could be dead wrong on everything I've said tonight. I doubt it. <laughs> right. I, 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 will, I, will, I will caution you all about white supremacy. I'm going to say this, and I'm done. Just as it was in 1920, they owned us. I promise you, when this, I get through sharing this, those of you that are not led by the Holy Spirit 24-7, the only other power close to the Holy Spirit is white supremacy. They're, they've redefined everything. How can you break out of that? How can you do it? Right on. Thank right, you. right. Anyway, Brother Kimmel, thank you, thank you, thank you. Let me wrap up the show. Thank you, brother. All right. No problem. That's Brother Kimmel, Casper, all the way in Tyler, Texas. Folks, got one more song. Y'all got to always put a lot to it. But, uh, uh, y'all going to trip out on this last song. I kid you not. Y'all don't care. I'm going to play the song that people in the church jump up and down. It says, Blow the Trumpet in Zion. You got to hear this song. It's churches that literally shout over this song. Folks, and, and Joel, too, when it talks about these people come from the nation upon the earth, that's when they will, I believe, whites. It said there's never been a people like them before. Oh, stop. Stop. What do you mean there's never been people like them before? That's the introduction to white-skinned people. That's the introduction to white-skinned people. Prophesying of people that's to come. I don't think people in Jesus' days were white. I don't believe that. 
I think when this happened, when they camp on the earth, you know, formulated God, God and called these no-name folks from all various tribes, and they losing pigmentation, they pissed off at their forefathers. So anyway, this song is going to talk about that. So that's the only reason why I went into that. Brother, Sister Eliana, thank you so much for your time tonight. Again, thank you for standing up for what you believe. Uh, we're just going to share with our people and, and let the, may the Holy Spirit lead and guide us, y'all, out of the mismaze of white supremacy because it's definitely a maze. And most of us, it's in the clutches of these people. And most of us, I promise you, every fiber of my being, we're owned by them people, y'all. We're owned. The Lord showed me. The Father showed me. We're owned by those people. Unless the Holy Spirit has broken out certain areas in your life, we are owned by those people. I love every single one of you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Check out this song that the saints rejoice on, but this is not a time to rejoice. These people are going to wreak havoc upon the earth. But the reason why the saints rejoice all over the world is because the Bible says they're his army. The Father calls his army. He would hiss to the nations in the north. But this only because they're carrying out what he said Israel will go through this punishment, Jerry Taylor. Anyway, this is not a time to rejoice, but I just want to do something odd and play it. Blow the trumpet in Zion, Zion. Oh, 